It's been 20 years since the greatest thing. I'm sorry, I'm being mean. It's been 20 years since one of the most unique moments in sports history happened right here in our fair city of Chicago. Game six of the National League Championship Series between the Marlins and the Cubs. We welcome you to the Sports Cubicle. Hopefully you guys are enjoying the rest of your day. It's Paul Shavari. It's Devin Tingle. I'm Mike Mercado. And that's right. Paulie Shavari has gone through the archives. It is time to go through the almanac. And 20 years ago, Paulie, something that traumatized little old 13-year-old Mike and a lot of Chicago, heck, the entire world happened, and that was Game 6 of the NLCS between the Miami Marlins and the Chicago Cubs. Uh, Florida yeah. Marlins. The back Florida then. Marlins. Ooh, yeah, yeah good the color. Florida Marlins yeah. back in 2000. Yeah, whatever. It was October 14, 2003. Game 6. The Cubs have a 3-2 series lead on the Marlins. They have a 3-0 lead going into the 8th inning when all hell broke loose. <laughs> so it's funny, Paulie, that you bring this up because the PTSD <laughs> comes in for most Cub fans. All the traumatization that we went through. But I think what's funny is, and I want to ask you guys this because you're our local White Sox fans, and we know Chicago, whether you call it the curse or the privilege, is a two-sport team when it comes to Major League Baseball. So for me, when that memory comes up, obviously the replay is Steve Bartman in the eighth inning, Moises Alou. But I felt like I was a pretty rational 13-year-old where I've constantly just blamed Alex Gonzalez. So, Paulie, I'm going to throw it to you because I know you got some good info for us, but when what's your first memory? What's the first image that pops into your mind when I say Game 6 NLCS Marlins Cubs. So I, I was 21 at the time, hanging out with some friends. It was like one of my first buddies that had like his own place, um, and That's we were cool. all sitting in his living room. He he um he like lofted the couch like there was like a row of couches, and then he lofted like the back row on cinder blocks. So we had like stadium style seating cool. in his living room, watching it. Some of us were Sox fans, some of us were Cubs fans. And just watching the moment happen in real time, it was like, no way. They're like, like, because it was like the Sox fans were all sitting there like, man, I can't believe this is the World Series. Yeah. is terrible. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. If, if you remember about exactly a month earlier, both teams were in first place of their respective divisions at the time. This gets lost. And, I remember, and I remember that, you know, thinking like, when does that happen in September that both the Cubs and the White mm-hmm. Sox are in first place? So I just kind of, I remember I wrote down in like a journal, like this has never happened before like this. And then the Sox fell apart, you know, and, you know, that's another story altogether. But yeah, but so we're watching this and it was funny to me how, okay, so... There's a game seven, you know, Kerry Woods on the mound. I think Wood had homered earlier in the series. Mm-hmm. I was like, but I remember like my friends that were Cubs fans were like, well, the series is over. And it's like, are you kidding me? There's still another game. You guys still have a chance at, at getting to the World Series. Kerry Woods on the mound. Oh, my God. And it's like they, the, the defeat was already sunk in. And I think that was everyone in the stadium yeah. as well. Yeah. I've never seen, even at that age, at 13 years old, I've never seen a moment where the entire audience, whether it was a sporting event, and concert, something tragic happening, where all the air was taken out and the atmosphere was actual palpable. You couldn't touch it. It was one of these things where you could feel the tension and cut it with a knife. And I want to get to 2016 in a second. But Devin, how old were you and how did you feel when, when that play happened? Such a huge monumental moment in sports history. I was 10. And again... White Sox households. My grandpa, those are huge baseball fans. We'd watch those games. And I I remember a little bit, like, you know, watching the Cubs, a little bit kind of playing with toys here and there because, you know, 10-year-old attention span, definitely not there. So the thing is, my grandpa really wasn't getting all, you know, up in arms about that. It was when the Cubs started, you know, giving up all that other stuff. And he's like, D- I remember hearing Dusty Baker's a moron. And we definitely noticed, you know, Mark Pryor gave up a bunch of, you know, runs after that. Dusty Baker did not manage a bullpen. 
And my favorite part is that it took Moises Alou 11 years to forgive Steve Bartman here. When it's like, I, my whole thing really goes to how everyone overreacted to this guy. And I'm going to ask you, Mercado, you're in that game. That ball's coming for you. Is your hand going to stay in your pocket? No, you no. go for it. Everyone was reaching Steve for Steve Bartman ball. taught all of America, or at least reinforced it, that you're supposed to back up, especially if you're the home team. But people still haven't learned their lessons because it's human instinct. Yeah. And I think, and Paul, you and I have talked about this for years since we first met, that it was one of the most embarrassing things that I've ever seen is how Chicago represented themselves going after Steve Bartman. Shout out to Steve Bartman for never taking a dollar, for never taking anything from the Cubs. The man lived his life. Shout out to him. Shout out to his family. And I hope heartily believe this. That documentary that I believe NBC Sports did and ESPN have done about Steve Bartman Mm -hmm. were real shining moments for him and a real black eye for our fandom in this city. And it's something that we've tried to, as Cub fans, we have constantly tried to exercise from ourselves that we were what you would call Santa Claus getting thrown snowballs or Michael Irvin getting uh, cheered when he broke his leg. Like, it was that disgusting what we did to a fellow fan. But, Paulie, I think for you as a historian, seeing what happened that day, and then the closest thing I could think of, a 2016, that Rajay Davis home run, that was the closest I can think of. Oh, maybe this is real. <laughs> maybe Whatever, this, maybe this is So, I mean, your idea, it, as watching it, was it one of those things, too, like comparing 03 to 16 that moment? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. As soon as yeah. Rajay Davis hit yeah. that home run, I yeah. thought the the Indians were going to win the World yeah. Series. Yeah. I it, Like, I jumped up. I was laying down on the couch, and I, like, jumped up like, yeah. no way. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's happening. And I, I had, like, a flashback to 2003 in that moment, hanging out in that living room with my friends, except for this time I was in the living room with my family. So I, I, maybe this is just a part of sports, though, in sports in Chicago, where you, you remember the, the best of times and the worst of times. Oh, so I'm so. This is how Freudian we are here in this city, right? Like, okay, of all times, we have six NBA championships. Even the Black Cloud that is the three Stanley Cubs. The White Sox have a World Series. The Cubs have a World Series. The Sky have a Women's NBA Final. Um, the, the Red Stars have been there. The Fire have won. All this is the Chicago Cubs 2003 team losing the way they did. A top five sports moment, even with it being a loss, even including the 85 Bears, the 98 Finals, the 72-10 and 10, the Bulls, the White Sox just winning the World memorable Just Chicago memorable moments. moments. Does it end up being in the Power Five? Even I don't know, being in the I don't know about memory? Power Five, but it's definitely in like the top 10, top 20. Yeah. I'd say 20. Um, I, I put it maybe like above uh, the Blackhawks in 2014. Uh, game seven at home against, against the, Kings. the Kings, and yeah. it was like an overtime deflection. I want to say it was Seabrook, but I don't think it was him. It was a defenseman, maybe maybe Boland, I don't know. But it bounced off yeah. and went in, and yeah. then the Kings went on. You know, and that was the cup, too, where the Rangers were waiting for the winner, and everyone knew, well, whoever Who wins the West, West is going to beat the Rangers. And so. the idea of being able to watch either L.A. or Chicago go against New York was a huge thing. But really fast, before we get out of here, you and I have talked about this. That Florida team, that Miami team, however you want to call them, when you look— at that roster, this oh, yeah. is something I've always told you. I'm like, yeah, at the time, we didn't realize that these bunch of kids were going to make a bunch of history. And then you look at how many Hall of Famers or Hall of really good players are on that team. And you're like, yeah, no wonder that they got a little bit of life, a little bit of momentum. They took care of San Francisco, and then they went on and took care of the Cubs. And took well, care there, of- there wouldn't have been a Game 6 if uh, Josh Beckett didn't pitch an, an amazing Game yeah. 5. Yeah. Um, you know, he was a rookie. Uh, a young Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, Miggy. Was, uh, yeah, Dontrell Willis. He's, he's still playing 20 Pudge. years later. Yeah, he, okay, here's everyone that came up that inning. Mike Mordecai, Juan Pierre, Luis Castillo, Avon Rodriguez, Miguel Cabrera, Derek Lee, yeah. Mike Lowell, Jeff yeah. Conine, uh-huh. Todd Hollinsworth. And then they repeated. <laughs> Again, sorry, Steve Bartman, you didn't deserve any of it because it just wasn't your fault.
not to brag, but uh, I in 2003 I was on the Marlins Little League and we you know won what? the championship, and I will always hold that. I don't, no one cares, but I care, and I think that's what happened. We should have put you in exile instead of Steve Bartman yeah, just for that ten-year-old Devin. <laughs> Paulie, any final thoughts on the 20-year anniversary? Uh, I think mean, shout out to Jack McKeon for re- resurrecting <laughs> that Florida Marlins <laughs> team. Uh, Dusty Baker going like two straight years where he blew a lead in a series yeah. and ended up losing in seven. At least he won one though. Devin, any final well, thoughts? Uh, I just if it makes you feel better. Uh, Mercado, the Marlins were ruined by Ozzie Guillen, so I think you got your wish of seeing your two most hated Chicago going down. Well, yeah, thanks. Ozzie was on that team. Yeah, yeah. well, thanks to team that ruined them. No, he yeah. was he was he was the coach for the 2003. Yeah. He was a yeah, he was a base coach. coach. Oh, and thanks to 2016, 2003 it never happened. He's Paul Shavari. He's Devin Tingle. I'm Mike Mercado. <laughs>